the first rule of effective communication to consider your audience. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm your host and executive coach, Terry Lepofsky. It is great to have you back. We have a cool show for you today, and I can't wait to get into it. Today, we're going to see if we can help you improve your ability to communicate persuasively with our guest, a world-renowned expert on leadership communication, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Welcome to the show, Lucille Osai. Hello, Terry. It's great to be on the show. It is great to have you on the show, Lucille. But before we get into any of the details that we intended to cover today, let's find out a little bit more about you and what makes you tick. Who or what inspires Lucille? Well, uh, Terry, I think that's a really good question. I think I'm inspired by the opportunity to help professionals and leaders hone their communication skills so that they excel in their careers on businesses. I firmly believe, Terry, that anyone, anywhere, limited by whatever circumstances, can take concrete steps to become a persuasive communicator. I second that entirely. I think that you really have a bit of gold information for people. Anybody can really change their trajectory when it comes to communication skills. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us here on our show today. You're the founder of the award-winning and top-ranked communication blog, Rethinking Business Communications. You're also a communications coach at the Lagos Business School, Pan-Atlantic University in Lagos, Nigeria, a country that happens to be enjoying some of Africa's healthiest and most vibrant business communities right now. You're a writer, you're a coach, you're a teacher, but today we've got you here on our show to hear your perspectives on persuasive communication to help our listeners become even more inspiring leaders themselves. Why is it so important for leaders to hone their communication skills? And what is it that you do to help them communicate more effectively? Well, we live in the digital age. With automation and the explosion of ideas, we have become highly critical of our leaders. We put them on a pedestal and we expect them to perform. If you, as a 21st century leader, are desirous of having some influence in your circles and achieving your goals, then it is crucial that you take concrete steps to improve your communication skills. And there are two or three main advantages of having excellent communication skills. The first one is increased credibility. If you are able to communicate effectively, you would be perceived as credible and people would want to listen to you. They will want to support your vision if the, your goal aligns with what they expect a leader should have. So that's the first. Having good persuasive skills would also lead to quicker acceptance of your goals, more cooperation among your followers and teams, and you would be able to inspire people to action. So those are the two main reasons I think leaders must take steps to improve their communication skills. It's a bit about building their reputation as leaders being in that public eye, isn't it? Exactly. 
And you are able to do so if you're able to speak persuasively and if you're able to speak convincingly. So I think it is something that all leaders, regardless of where they see themselves, especially inspiring leaders, should take note of. How do you get involved in this and how do you help people take it up to a new level for themselves? Over the years, I've um, developed a passion, almost an obsession with business communication. I do a lot of research. I write, I blog, I coach, and I lecture. And I gather all these insights that I've learned along the way, as well as interacting with people to advise and basically share these insights to help them improve their skills. For example, during lectures or during one-on-one coaching services or during seminars and workshops and so on and so forth, I share insights and I share tips and techniques that I have learned along the way as well as best practices in the field of business communication. It's an ongoing process for me. It's also a learning process for me. But I think it's something that every professional, regardless of the field the professional might find herself in, it's crucial that they take those steps to continuously improve their skills. So it's probably different for almost every client that you work with, I imagine, because everybody's different, like different As we say here in Canada, everybody's a different snowflake, right? Every snowflake is different. (laughs) Maybe in Legos, you don't have that problem, but here we do. So I imagine that there's probably a different path that's taken for everybody. Lucille, would there be some common things that the majority or a good number of your clients would tend to have to focus on a little bit more, work on a little bit more, or just keep an eye on more? Absolutely. It's not just for inspiring leaders, but anyone who wants to achieve success in the chosen field would need to prioritize what I consider the three beacons of effective communication. Oh, interesting. Let's hear about this. Yes. So these beacons will be considered alongside all the good advice that uh, you tend to receive from um, experts in the field of business communication. So here we go. The first is simplicity, the second is brevity, and the third is clarity. So simplicity, brevity, and clarity. Now, it's important that leaders hone or frame their messaging to adhere to these three beacons because they would increase credibility and lead to quicker action. For example, if you as a leader, you are able to communicate in a simple manner, This would lead to quicker understanding of your vision or whatever goal you're trying to achieve. And you would get a clear indication about whether to move along with your goal or whether to revise your strategy for better results. So you know very quickly whether people are likely to support you or whether they're likely to contest what it is you're trying to champion. So with simple messaging, you would be able to achieve that. The second is brevity. If your message is brief and concise and powerful, especially in this age of information overload, you would possess something like a superpower to be able to get your followers and audiences engaged and tuned on in this state that you are likely to influence them to achieve the goal that you would like. 
So I think that is really, really important, especially in the digital age. And the final beacon is clarity. And it's really important the leaders are able to hone their message and able to communicate in a way that states a clear call to action. Now, a call to action is simply the action that you would like your followers or your audiences to do after your communication. So it could be to rally some support, or it could be for people to sign up for something or for people to vote in your favor. Whatever your goal would be as a leader, if you are able to adhere to the three beacons of simplicity, brevity, and clarity, you will become more persuasive in your delivery. I have to admit something to you, Lucille. I can think back to early in my career in corporate sales, and one of the tactics that was taught to salespeople at that time, it was certainly taught to the group that I was with back in sales, was to make sure that you highlight just how complex everything is and that you go in with lots of information in your presentation and that you are the one that's able to show them the clear message to get through it all. Now, that kind of contrasts with the three beacons that you just covered, Mm -hmm. simplicity, brevity, and clarity. Mm -hmm. We were almost introducing complexity so that the client would need to rely on us. But if you're being very simple with your message, you're allowing that message to flow to people very easily and be received easily. If you're brief and not elaborating and going down different paths, then that adds to the simplicity in the ease of reception for the audience. And I love the third one. Exactly. We are awash in information right now. And to get to that point of clarity to say, here's what you need to do, or here's what I would like you to do, to get to that point where it's very clear to people what next steps you want them to take. I think these are very powerful beacons, as you call them, for effective communication. Yeah, thank you, Terry. They are tried and tested. And I realized over the years that if we are able to frame our communication to Take into account these three beacons, we would get much quicker results. And I think that is one message I would like for everyone listening to this podcast to take is to try as much as possible to frame your messaging so that your communication is simple, brief, and it's clear. There's something to be said for mileage and making sure that you're rehearsing, Mm -hmm. that you're trying things out, maybe not memorizing and getting down to the point of every word has to come out exactly like you've written it down, but Mm-hmm. getting to that point where you know where things are going to go, you know how to keep it simple, brief, and clear, and you can do it time and again. Exactly. And as leaders, people tune off messages very, very quickly. Sometimes when you are in front of a crowd, it's easy if you're a little bit more sensitive to the body language, to perceiving the body language of your audience members, then you are able to quickly tweak or revise your communication when you see that people are beginning to tune off. However, for virtual communication or for the written communication, it's really difficult sometimes because you don't have the one-on-one. You can't really see the person physically and you might be limited in or virtually with the with obstacles or barriers, could be physical barriers, a table, a chair, and so on and so forth. And with business writing, it's almost impossible to gauge 
what the effect will be until the recipient receives the written letter or email or written communication. But if we try as much as possible to have these beacons at the back of our minds when we're devising any sort of messaging, then it will help us to stay focused and it will help us to get quicker results. And I think it's really important in this fast-paced era to cut to the chase and to get a quick result. It doesn't have to always be positive, but feedback is always required and feedback is always necessary. You said something that I think is really key here, and I think that this is something that frightens people about communicating, especially in a public forum. There's written communication, which will eventually go out to a public forum, but Mm -hmm. then they're standing in front of, let's say, your team, Mm -hmm. some kind of an all-staff meeting, or maybe it's some sort of stakeholder meeting, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. That can be a little nerve-wracking for a lot of leaders out there. And I think if they take your advice, they're actually doing themselves a favor by taking a lot of that pressure off. If they do use those three beacons by keeping it simple, keeping it brief, and keeping that call to action very clear, then they're really removing the complexity off of their own shoulders. There's less to keep in mind, less to balance. And there's more punch to what it is that they're putting out there. Absolutely. And it all ties in with what I consider to be uh, the first rule of effective communication, which would be to consider your audience. So again, if you consider your audience and uh, you put yourself in their shoes and you are able to determine what is crucial or critical to them at that moment, it becomes easier to frame your messaging along the lines of the three beacons. Consider your audience. Rule number one, that is Lucille Osai's rule number one of effective communication. (laughs) You know, it seems to me, Lucille, that you and I are here. I'll use another Canadian metaphor. We're really just talking about the tip of the iceberg here. Mm -hmm. Because I know that in your blog, the award-winning blog that you've been writing now for how long has it been? A little over seven years. <laughs> seven years. Rethinking Business Communications is the name of her blog, Rethinking Business Communications. You've covered off many different aspects, many different tacts, many different perspectives when it comes to effective communications. I think that what we're talking about here, this is just a small sample of the depth and the value that you've got within your blog. I keep waiting to see when you're going to announce a book. Because I know it's coming at some point in time. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's in the cards at some point. I can't wait. And you better tell me because I'll announce it right here on this show. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put some links to your blog, to your website, and also to your videos on YouTube, which I think are fantastic. And I think everybody should be checking those out on YouTube. So look for that in the show notes. Lucille, here's a question for you, if you don't mind. No. From this perspective of effective communication, what kind of advice would you give to leaders out there today? I think that leaders should become a little bit more in tune with the needs of their followers and their audiences. Again, if we just consider the fact that you are a leader because you have followers and people follow you. Business card says that you are, right? Exactly. If they just remember these three beacons, And they always try to provide value by being relevant to the audience and being approachable. They would likely be seen as credible leaders. And once people trust you, once you're able to generate 
trust, you're one step closer to becoming more effective in your role. So that is what I would advise leaders to do. So during their preparation time, as they are thinking about their message and thinking about an effective way to sort of organize their thoughts and to put it out there, maybe reserving a little bit of that prep time to think about that audience a little bit more, what's important to them, who they are, where they've come from, what their expectations might be, that sort of thing. Exactly. And why they should care. And it's not always easy because as a leader, sometimes you would be required to take difficult decisions and these might negatively affect the lives of your followers. So again, you have to have a good sense of awareness of what is pertinent to them, what they are most concerned about. And with that understanding, it becomes easier for you to prod along. might not be easy, but it will be worth it. I can definitely tell why you're an effective coach and teacher. You are very good at what you do. Now I've got a tough question for you. Are you ready for the last question? I am. <laughs> okay. Lucille, what does inspired leadership mean to you? Well, well, inspired leadership means being able to inspire people to become advocates of your message by being what I consider a servant leader. That means, again, tying back to what we had talked about audience and the needs of your audience. That means trying to consider the best interest of your followers in your decision-making. If you're able to do that by showing that you are relatable and empathetic, then you are more likely to become believable and they will trust you. Having a good dose of emotional intelligence as well would help. <laughs> In addition to using your hopefully improved or enhanced communication skills. With all these things, you would be able to change minds and win hearts for your message. And you would be the kind of leader that I would be interested in following. Incredible. I think you and I are kindred spirits, my friend. We definitely have very similar perspectives on topics such as this, on what makes up inspired leadership, on our focus on communication. It is an absolute pleasure to connect with you on this topic. Lucille, thank you so much for joining us here today, for sharing your thoughts, your insights, your expertise on this vital topic. You've given me some great things to think about. And I know there's going to be a lot of emails and messages coming in from our listeners who feel the same way. So on behalf of our community, I want to thank you for helping all of us to become even more inspiring leaders. Thank you, Terry. It was an absolute pleasure to have been on the show. And congratulations on your podcast. You're doing amazing things, inspiring people and helping them become more credible leaders. Well done, Terry. Oh, Lucille, the check's in the mail. Much appreciated. <laughs> Thank you. There it is, folks. Another great leader with wonderful advice for all of us to inspire and persuade other people. I hope you enjoyed this show as much as I did and that you'll join us again here next time when we return with another awesome guest right here on the Inspiring Leaders Show. Subscribe today and rate us today on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen. And if you know someone that would be great to feature here on the Inspiring Leader Show, just reach out through the show notes. Thanks again, everybody. Take care and bye for now. Thank you.